someone else's success doesn't make you any less. Hey, hey, I'm Danielle Ryan, and this is Adulting 101. Being an adult is stressful, and this podcast was specifically designed to help you navigate the crazy world of adulthood. So buckle up, and let's get into the episode. What is up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Hey, how's it going? I am recording this. It's Friday. The sun is shining, but it's really freaking cold in Canada. Um, Yeah. So that's how things are going here. I want to start this episode, I guess, just by thanking everyone who has reached out to me since I released last week's episode, which by the way, if you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend. Um, I sort of just dive into my journey with grief, my life as of late since the passing of my brother in early August. And I received a lot of really heartfelt messages, phone calls, people showing up at my house talking to me about listening to my podcast and the sort of emotional experience and journey that that episode took them on. And I also received a lot of feedback for people, from people, sorry, commending me for being brave and for, you know, showing so much courage. And while I really appreciate that feedback, it sort of got me thinking that or about how I didn't really record that episode with the intention of, you know, people perceiving me as being courageous or doing the brave thing. And um, first of all, thank you. But second of all, I sort of just want to, I guess, share this notion that I think the reason I felt inclined to record last week's episode was because people in general, myself included prior to my experience now, are very uncomfortable when it comes to talking about death and when it comes to talking about grief and grieving and the experience of loss. And so I felt that it was important for me to use this platform that I have to really just create the space to allow those conversations to happen because honestly, the number of people who message me and reach out to me who I didn't expect or didn't even know had been through a similar thing or had known someone who was experiencing something similar was truly overwhelming. And I really just wanted to give people real insight and an authentic look at what it's like to move through that process. Because I feel like if you've never been through significant loss or grief, you don't know. And people don't talk about it. And people don't feel comfortable asking about it. And I totally get that. And I don't want to bash anyone for, you know, being awkward when it comes to bringing up the discussion of people's grief experience and dealing with loss. But I just sort of wanted to, I guess, share this message that my intention behind that episode was to sort of help people, to encourage people to feel okay talking about it and to feel okay asking questions and to be able to speak out when maybe things aren't going as well as you had hoped. So I don't know if that made sense. I never know if anything I say makes sense, but thank you so much for listening. If you did listen to that episode, thank you for your kind words. And I know a few of you have shared it with friends. I really appreciate that. Um, just speaking in general, not just the grief episode, but any episode on here. If you find that there is someone in your life who could listen or benefit from the message that I share, I please encourage you to do so, to share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with people who you think would really resonate with the things that I talk about and the advice that I share. I'm all about creating and fostering this community 
and being able to provide useful and relevant information to people who need it. So I appreciate each and every one of you. If I haven't already said that 800 times, thank you so much. Now let's go ahead and let's get into today's episode. First things first, though, don't forget, friends, I'm doing 14 days live yoga, 30 bucks online. Watch it live, watch the replay, whatever works for you, whatever works for your schedule. Link is in the description, bit.ly slash yoga challenge 14. So I originally had considered making this week's episode sort of the end of the year roundup and taking next week off, but I decided that maybe I just felt like coming on and chatting with you this week and then next week I'll come back and I'm going to do sort of like a 2020 in review and sort of just reflect on all of the things that have transpired. I've been talking about this a lot on my Instagram and on my email list if any of you are on there and sort of just this idea of being out of control or not having control of the situation that we're in and sort of what are we going to do as we move into 2021 and 2020 just sort of follows us there. So stay tuned for that next week. This week, I thought that it would be fun for me to just kind of come and give you a little bit of, I guess, like a peek inside my brain, the sort of things that I think about. Um, And this was sort of inspired by a conversation that I had with a close friend of mine about the concept of expectations and the concept of success and how we define success as a society and as individuals and sort of this idea of how when we set certain expectations or we live within the means of certain expectations, we can often set ourselves up for failure. And I think this is just a really important conversation that not enough people are having. seems to be a common theme that I seem to think about every topic that I talk about is that people aren't talking about the things that they need to be talking about. So let's go ahead and let's just dive right into this. Um, I guess I sort of started this conversation with this idea of defining success. And I think I talk about this quite often. If you're in my membership program, you've heard me talk about this for sure. Um, But it's sort of this idea of, I think when we're young, we have this perception of what being successful is. And for a lot of people that's tied to making a lot of money or doing really great things, traveling the world, leaving the small town that you were born in. Um, And people tend to tie their value of themselves to those versions of success. So if I think that success to me is being a millionaire and now I'm 28 and I'm not a millionaire, then wow, I'm really not that successful. And so I guess my thoughts today are sort of to encourage you to reflect on what your definition of success is, what you define as being successful, and really whether or not A, you're meeting that expectation, but then also whether or not there's room for you to grow and to maybe reassess why you value that thing as success or why or how, sorry, you can start to really reflect on that. So I wrote this note to myself in my phone as I always do when I have a great idea and I am like somewhere where I can't express it. So I just want to quickly read through this. So what I wrote here was someone else's success doesn't make you any less. In fact, chasing someone else's version of success isn't going to get you where you want to be anyway. Sometimes I think about what my life would look like if I continued to do what other people expected of me. You know, chase the paycheck, climb the corporate ladder, continue to live inside fear instead of truth. 
Now, I don't think that everyone needs to quit their job and start a business, but I do think more people need to really lean into what they want for their life and how they define their version of success. And then they need to get out there, they need to take the steps, and they need to do the work. So again, that's just a note that I wrote to myself, sort of, I don't know if I was listening to something or if I just came up with it. My ideas come to me literally at the most random and annoying times. Like I'll be almost falling asleep and then I'm like, I gotta get up and write this down. So anyways, I think the point that I was trying to make here was this idea that when we don't have a clear picture of how it is we define success, we find ourselves grasping at either societal norms, ideals that someone else has implanted on us, or thoughts and pressures that we're getting from other people in our life. So again, coming back to this idea of defining success as making lots of money, I think that that particular version of success is definitely ingrained to us through the media, through the internet, through the society in which we live. We view people who have a lot of money as people who are truly successful. And I don't remember where I read this, and I don't, to be quite honest, feel like going and Googling it right now, Um, But I remember reading somewhere that there's sort of this threshold in life wherein if you're making over somewhere around, I think, $75,000 a year, it's actually been proven that your happiness doesn't increase past that. So say you're like scrambling paycheck to paycheck, you're only bringing in like $25,000 a year. Obviously, you're not going to be like super, super happy all the time because you're so stressed about being able to make ends meet. So then as you start to make more money, you can start to easily afford your bills, maybe afford a few more luxuries. But the point is, once you reach that sort of $75,000 threshold, and suddenly you can continue to afford all of these fancy luxuries and whatever, but your actual level of happiness, your level of satisfaction with your life doesn't really change much beyond that because you've met all of your basic needs and maybe a few more added luxuries beyond that. And I think this is really interesting because I often think about this, how as a society, we tend to idolize people who are celebrities or influencers, people who have a lot of money and they live these like, quote unquote, lavish, envious, worthy lifestyles. (laughs) Um, And I started thinking about it because I am like an avid YouTuber. I watch a lot of vloggers who are around my age, who are super quote unquote, successful in terms of their YouTube careers. They bring in millions of dollars having YouTube channels, which in theory, I think sounds really, really cool. But then I was thinking about it. And just in the context of my own life with my business, I run a lot of my business through Instagram. You know, I'm always making content on there. And even with that, me being like a small scale business, I think I only have 2000 followers on Instagram. And I find myself being like, I don't want to make content today. I don't even want to go and take pictures, blah, blah, blah. And then I look at these super big names in the industry on YouTube and Instagram specifically. And I just think of the amount of pressure those people would have to have to constantly be creating content because their livelihood literally depends on it. And yes, okay, my livelihood also depends on my activity on Instagram, but I'm first of all, not trying to make millions of dollars. And I'm second of all, not in contracts with a bunch of brands for whom I have to create content or for whom I have to, you know, put that stuff out. And I just think of like the fishbowl that those people have to live in to be able to maintain that lifestyle. 
and always be under sort of the judgment of everyone and the scrutiny of all of your viewers and you say one thing and then all of a sudden your career is over like cancel culture is a whole other thing I can do an entire episode on but I just find it so fascinating that so many of us think like oh it would be so cool to be like a full-time youtuber to be a full-time instagram influencer but we don't really think about what that would realistically look like and we don't really take the opportunity to sort of check in and see like does this even align with my version of success and so bringing it full circle here that's kind of what i really wanted to get into today was this idea of like asking yourself what is my definition of success how do i define success and again this is something that i am constantly asking the women who are inside my membership the soul society through our weekly journal prompts i'm always asking them to think like when you think of the word success what is your definition how do you define being successful how will you know when you have done all the work you've set the goals you've achieved them how will you know that you have achieved success Because when we don't have a clear definition of what it is we're working towards or what it is we perceive as, you know, like the end goal, it can make it really hard for us to appreciate the journey along the way, but to also know whether or not the action that we're taking and the things that we're creating in our life are bringing us the things that really matter to us. And I guess coming back to this note that I wrote in my phone where I talk about I chased somebody else's version of success for a very long time. And so for me, I guess that idea is when I was young, 23, I think I was 23 when I got my full-time permanent job, um, I was under the impression that success was getting a a 40-hour-a-week job that had, you know, my annual salary increase, that had the pension, I had the benefits, And, you know, the union security, I couldn't get fired. Like, that was success. And that was all I knew. I mean, both my parents had jobs like that when I was a kid. Um, I went to university. I got the degree. So, you know, like, check, check, check. I might as well go and get this job. And then that's it. I'm successful. And what it came down to when I got that particular job was, like, I had to drive to work every day being, like, how is this my life? How am I going to do this for the next 40 years? Because I felt so uninspired because my version of success didn't align with checking off all of those boxes. So don't get me wrong, I do in fact think that success involves to a degree, you know, having security in your finances. Obviously, I bought a house, so I have a mortgage I need to pay now and I need to be making money in order to do that. I think that success looks like being able to feel autonomous. For me, autonomy is huge. It's one of my core values, having the ability to make my own choices and to have freedom and flexibility in my lifestyle, in my career is super, super important to me. And some people don't value that and that's okay. So maybe you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I like the security that my job brings me. I like, you know, knowing what I have to do every day and not having to think about it. And I like having someone else tell me what it is I have to do. I 100% respect that. And I actually joke about this. This is sort of another idea is that I always wondered if like coronavirus had have happened four years ago when I was still at my job and I got the opportunity to work from home in that position, whether or not I would have ended up leaving. Because I used to always say to everyone, my biggest gripe with my nine to five job that I had in particular, besides the fact that it was like menial tasks and I felt like my brain was melting, 
I think I could have lasted a little bit longer if I could have done those menial tasks from my couch or from my bed. Because a lot of my job at the time, it was admin work. So I was, you know, scanning documents, filling out Excel spreadsheets, doing that kind of thing. And to me, it was like, why do I have to drive for an hour a day to sit at a desk and do something that I could do for my house? Just because like, I really appreciate the whole like work from home concept. And I know that's not for everyone as well, but um, I think that I would have lasted a lot longer in corporate if I could have done that. And so I actually was toying with this idea, and I think I've talked about this on here a couple times now in a few different episodes, um, how I'm not going to say that I would never go back to corporate because I definitely think that if the right opportunity aligned where I had the flexibility to work remotely and it was something interested or it was something that I was interested in and that challenged me and really caused me to, you know, actually use my brain, I guess, um, then I would definitely consider going back into a corporate job. And it's just right now, the the lifestyle that I have works for me and I love what I do. And I'm just so, so happy that things have worked out the way they have. And again, so this is a little bit all over the place, I apologize, but coming back to this idea of success, I suppose, to me, again, I define success by being happy, doing something that I love, doing something that challenges me, and having that autonomy to decide what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it. So, in summary, (laughs) the point that I'm trying to make here, my friends, is to really just ask yourself, reflect, and figure out what is your version of success? When you think of being successful, whether it's in your personal life, in your relationships, in your career, in your fitness goals, what does that success look like? And then I want you to look at how you're spending your day to day. Again, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your relationships, whether it's in what you're doing for physical activity, Is it aligning with that version of success that you desire? Because sometimes all it takes is for us to step back and to ask, is what I'm doing aligning with the life that I would like? Because if the answer is no, then there are some pretty simple changes you can make. Again, not everyone has to up and quit their nine to five and go start a business. If you are unhappy in the particular career you're in and it doesn't align with your version of success, then maybe you can start networking, start looking at other jobs, start asking your boss if there's other tasks that you can take on, you know, to maybe make it a little bit more exciting, a little bit interesting and try something new. Again, I don't know your specific situation, so I can't give you tailored advice, but those are just a few ideas to start thinking about, to get the wheels spinning, to start exploring other options. Because the worst thing we can do when we're feeling stuck, when we're not living in this place aligned with what we define as our version of success, The worst thing we can do is to give up and to just say, well, I guess this is it. I'm just going to settle because settling to me is honestly one of the most scary things that I could ever do in my life is to just accept what I'm not happy with and say that it's going to be my reality for the next whatever until I die. And so if you find yourself sort of in that slump where you're like, yep, I guess this is just it. It's whatever. It's fine. Do not settle for fine, my friends. You deserve so much more and you are capable of so much more. And sometimes it takes a little bit of creative thinking. And a lot of the times it takes a lot of perseverance, even when things get really, really hard. So 
know that I've been there. I've been through the hard stuff. I've had days in my business even where I'm like, frig this. I'm getting the heck out of here. I need to find a job because things are not going as I expected. Um, and again, expectations really can set us up for failure from the start because we're like, well, I thought that it was going to turn out this way and it didn't. But that's a story for another day. I actually thought I was going to take this episode in that direction. And here we are talking about something completely different. But that's going to be it for today. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this inspires you to sort of just take a minute and to reflect on what's going on for you, how things are going and where we can take it from here because you have your whole life ahead of you and it's time to start doing the damn thing that feels good, okay? That's it. That's all. I will talk to you again next week. Again, if you thought this episode was helpful, please share it with a friend and reach out to me on Instagram. Let me know you listened. I love to get your DMs there and to continue the conversation one-on-one. So love you guys so much. I'll talk with you again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you get notified when new episodes go live. Make sure to rate and review this podcast and be sure to share it with your friends. I'll talk with you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Love you so much.